Hey guys, Bill Egan, Tournament Director for Western Outdoor News and Juan Bass. Before we start this today's show, I want to let you know about a special event we're doing coming up December 18th. It's the Hog Snatcher Benefit to benefit Aaron Martins and the Martins family. It's happening at Lake Casitas. It's a gathering, not a fishing tournament. You can find out all the details either on Facebook. You can go to wonews.com. We've got a GoFundMe page where we're collecting funds to help Leslie and the kids and the Martins family get through this tough situation. So if you're interested in helping out, check out hashtag the hog snatcher benefit to benefit the Aaron Martins family. You can find it by checking out that hashtag. You can check it out on Facebook. Um, there's a GoFundMe page. So hashtag hog snatcher benefit for Aaron Martins. Check it out. Come see us. Everybody's welcome. It's going to be a day to gather and tell stories about Aaron Martins. December 18th at Lake Casitas. I've been trudging through water and then I'm just hanging onto my decoy bag because that's the only thing I've got for flotation. Yeah. I got to kick myself back over to land. You know what I mean? <laughs> another week, another issue of Western Outdoor News. Let's get into it this week. We've got Wyatt from Marin Outdoors. They've got a great YouTube channel, but they're also taking the youth out hunting and letting them experience the outdoors. I'll let you hear it straight from Wyatt uh, later on in the show. But before we get to that, let's talk about this week's issue of Western Outdoor News and some of the stories in this week's issue. So the Southern California trout season is now in full swing, and we've got the latest info on stockings up and down the West Coast in this week's issue, along with the news of a 19-pound rainbow trout caught from the Santa Ana River Lakes. This is their biggest recorded rainbow trout in the last several years. So they ate up Juan Chavez's chartreuse power worm bait. So that's the hot bait there at the Santa Ana River Lakes, chartreuse power worms. We've also got the full story on a giant 10-pound, 6-ounce bass that was caught at San Vicente Reservoir. This is right outside of San Diego. It was caught on a crankbait, but for the full insight where it was caught and more details, check out the full story in Western Outdoor News or at wonews.com. So headed out to sea, we check out the detailed reports of bluefin tuna and rockfish action. It's keeping the sport fishing and private fleets really busy right now. We've also got news of this lingcod that actually got one lucky angler a $5,000 payday for winning the John Rowley lingcod tournament out of Morro Bay. For more on that, also in this week's issue. For all you Dungeness crabs and kittens out there, we've got Dungeness crab season opener news in this week's paper as well. And we also have a really interesting feature report from Ben Harvey Murray here at Western Outdoor News. He talks about kelp and how to avoid it when you're fishing from shore. With all these storms coming in on the, on the West Coast, we've seen so much kelp and so much debris on the shore here that you cannot miss this special how-to editorial that we have. It's called Kelp Me If You Can. It's available at wonews.com and in this week's issue. Back on dry land, our deep dive into using different sounds and systems for calling predators continues with part two of Tim Hovey's hunting feature on the topic. If you're just getting into using electric calling devices of any sort for hunting, this is a must read and even details Hovey's favorite bird call, file name and everything. 
For these stories and all the usual reports, news, and features that you've come to love from Western Outdoor News, grab a copy of the December 17th issue with a beautiful 18-pound cutthroat trout on the cover. It's available in your mailbox or at your local tackle shop now. So let's get to this week's main conversation. This is between Daniel and Wyatt from Marin Outdoors. Wyatt tells Daniel about his youth hunting and fishing program that inspires young people to get outdoors. He also talks about some of the closures and some of the restricted access to Northern California's hunting and fishing grounds. You know, we actually had a hunting zone just outside the Petaluma River, um, right there with going into San Pablo. And it was right at the mouth there. And it was fantastic hunting zone for canvas back um, and like those type of diver ducks and stuff. And that was taken away. Um, I forget the reason why, but that was taken away. So that pretty much stopped all access in that area for duck hunting. And then what also happened, you know, is we have no hunting big game hunting land or anything. So if you want a big game hunt in Marin County, you have to do private land, which I am lucky enough um, that I'm part of a hunting group that has access to that. If I, you know, if I wasn't in, and that was all because of my uncle, if I wasn't in with the old timers, this, uh, you know, hunting group has been around since the 1950s. So if I wasn't with these old timers, I would not have access to this. And I'm the, one of the youngest people in the group. So that shows you, um, you know, we need more people involved, um, you know, because obviously these guys, I hate to say it, I love them to death, but they're going to die off, <laughs> you know, so yeah. we got to keep the generations coming and keep uh, fresh, fresh blood coming into the sport. Yeah, it's, um, it's something that's so, you know, primal for the human to go do is to, to go hunt and to, to harvest an animal and to sustainably, you know, catch fish and, and do all this, this awesome stuff that our forefathers did. And that's how they, you know, that's how you're, you know, this whole area was, it was all fishing and hunting and, you know, it's, it's going away from that. And, um, you know, I think the, the wrap of the commercial fishing, uh, definitely trickles over into the sport fishing guys. And, and we kind of take the brunt brunt of it and get the closures, you know, on our end. (laughs) <laughs> Except when it comes to people's salmon and crab. If you talk to any person in San Francisco, you know, one of the most anti-hunting places, what do they want? They want their salmon and crab. Yeah. So they are very selective on it. And, you know, that's, you know, changing people's minds. And the biggest thing that I actually, that changes people's minds that actually brings them into hunting or, and then fishing is clamming. Uh, I take a lot of people who are, you know, kind of anti-fishing, anti-hunting. I take them clamming first. And the reason is, is because a clam doesn't have a face. Um, it doesn't have really a conscience, you know, it kind of moves around and stuff, but people can start with that step and then move from there. Um, you know, so I've started people out and then now they're hunting and now they hunt without me. You know what I mean? So it's just, uh, you can change people's minds, uh, and their perspectives and it's amazing what they end up then doing. Yeah. So, uh, if you could explain, um, kind of a couple of these, like, uh, these hunts or events or even fishing trips that you do with your, your youth group, um, you know, what's one that comes to mind, um, right off the bat here. Yeah, I'll kind of just kind of give you the schedule of the season really. Um, and that's, you know, halibut is a big one. 
Um, you, you'll see that on my Instagram at Marin Outdoors. There's a lot of uh, halibut photos with the kids there. That's kind of the easiest um, to get kids going on. We actually took one girl, Mimi, fishing. She has a YouTube channel and stuff. And we took her, got her first keeper halibut and stuff. Halibut is just super easy to get kids on. We troll them. It's a fun time. Um, and you know, we're not out there all day. Cause that's the one thing with kids is they're not like us. They don't want to be out there for 12 hours running, running after fish. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. you get them in, you get them quick. And then, you know, you're, you're in by one o'clock or so. And then from there, the older guys and you know, you'll see they're kind of teenagers. I'll take them out in the ocean to go salmon fishing. Um, I'll take a few of those. Um, and then I'm pretty much done with that because now we're rolling into deer season here and we'll get a few people, uh, onto some deer hunts. And that one really exposes them to one big game hunting, but also hound hunting. Cause as I talked to you earlier, I use hounds for deer hunting. So that also exposes them to kind of another dilemma in hunting is then I kind of explain to people, um, you know, who are new to that, like, Hey, you know, not only do we have the freedom of hunting, but we kind of have our freedom of how we want to take it. You know, everyone has their different methods and stuff. And as long as you're, you, you know, you're doing it legally, meeting quotas and stuff like that should be our, um, our target. You know what I mean? Since hound hunting stopped, we've never uh, met our bear hunting, uh, quota target. So, um, and you can see bears are, are making a comeback. So that then exposes them to, Hey, you know, the laws that we do make do affect populations of game animals and exposes them, you know, a a higher thinking of hunting, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, and then from deer season, the biggest one is duck season. I mean, I go every Wednesday, Saturday and Sunday, I fill my boat with people, um, new hunters and uh, youth hunters. Um, duck hunting is probably, I would say, the best uh, way to get a new hunter involved, uh, just because it's kind of easy. It's fun. And I don't know, for some reason, just everybody loves duck hunting. So that one is a very busy season, and I get a lot of kids out um, on that season. Yeah. And what area is that in? Um, so so I, hunt the Sonoma, I, I hunt oh, the Sonoma up. Napa Marsh. Okay. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's actually, I think like the second or third largest wildlife refuge uh, uh-huh. in the U S and it's, there's a lot of water and a lot of land and not a lot of people hunt it. Um, so maybe I'm kind of, you know, <laughs> making it bad for me now, but not a lot <laughs> of people hunt it because it's very hard to access, to be honest. Um, and there's just a lot of water and it changes a lot. I mean, mo- multiple levees have broke. DFG is kind of taken, or I should say DFW now. And the state has kind of taken a more hands-off approach with the wetlands. They're kind of letting them do their things. They're allowing levees to break. They are doing some upkeep on the front stuff. But in general, they're letting stuff go, which is kind of good. Yeah, um, totally. We got into some new ponds and stuff. It was really cool last year. Um, but yeah, so I hunt that area and I just love it out there. Honestly, I'm I don't know why, but I know it like the back of my hand now. Yeah. Um, and I only started duck hunting in 2017 when I started, uh, doing marine outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. So that area is hard to access. Is that just because of the water or is there a lot of private land you have to get through to get there? So 
there is, you know, boat launches and stuff, but you really got to have a boat. You can get in on land there. Um, but the problem is, is it's, it's just really hard and you got to go through sloughs and stuff. So you might as well have a kayak. Um, you know what I mean? It just, I, there's been times where I've been, I've been trudging through water and then I'm just hanging onto my decoy bag. Cause that's the only thing I've got for flotation. Yeah. I got to kick myself back over to land. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, with that, and then out there, you really need a dog because it's really muddy and you step and you sink four feet down Yeah, uh, because it's all tidal marsh. And so you really need a dog out there. I hunted a few years without a dog. And then I finally got my dog who actually, she's a she's a lab and uh blue tick coonhound mix so she's also my deer dog too wow. but she does duck really well and um so i thank god for her man i will never hunt duck without a dog ever again <laughs> well i also saw I, I clicked over through your website here and you got a, a shop you offer some outdoor gear some fly fishing gear obviously so have, that uh, stuff is kind of old i've kind of i was I'm going to do that. And I used to do that in the past. I don't know why it's still up there, um, which is <laughs> funny that it came up. Um, but yeah, I'm not doing that anymore just because I really, um, I don't know. I really, I tried to fund the group that way, but yeah. actually we really have gotten support and I get a lot of donations now. So I really have stopped on the products and I'm more doing donations. And then also any adults who come out on trips, you know, you know, they, we charge them and that all goes to the group. Any money that I take in for guiding, whatever, it all goes to the youth group. Um, that's literally the only reason I fund it. My construction stuff is my living, you know what yeah. I mean? So, mm-hmm. so I'm just using the, my time to fund, uh, fund that and, you know, get that going. So that's awesome. Uh, it's uh, it's awesome to see a youth group like that because, you know, especially down here, we don't have anything really like that, um, like the old school, even, you know, old bass clubs and stuff where yeah. kids involved in fishing and, and hunting. We do have a couple, uh, we do have a fishing uh, camp down here at the Dana Wharf, and uh, that's an awesome one for kids to get yeah. into. But having stuff like, you know, the hunting access and you, you being able to take these kids to awesome areas to hunt where they're successful. And that's a huge thing with all of this. Um, taking a kid fishing, taking a kid hunting. The hardest part is getting them to want to go back and, and being successful yep. is, is huge. And it sounds like you've got it uh, pretty wired up there as far as the, the fishing and hunting goes. So you're able to take these kids out and show them what's, what's available experience wise. It depends. It depends who you talk to, you know, how the fishing and hunting world gets to. And that's the thing. I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people will say like, Oh, Hey man, like you're shooting a lot of divers. Like where's the mallards and stuff. And you know, I don't care about that because you know what a kid loves to do. They love to empty a box of shells at a buffalo head. They will empty a <laughs> box of shells at buffalo heads all day and have a blast way more than shooting mallards. You know what I mean? So that's why I bring them out there. Divers are fast. They shoot up the shells. It humbles the kids. You know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. why are kids going out? When you were a kid, what'd you want to do? You just wanted to shoot guns, you know? Yeah. And like if, if you hit something, great, you know? <laughs> so you teach them, you get them honed in and you know what I mean? And they, and they, yeah, they evolve and they evolve from that. They're going to want to start. Exactly. I mean, there's, the here's the one thing. <laughs> kids have way better eyes than you. I've, I've learned that even though I'm 25, my eyes get worse and worse every day. And they, you're going to come home with more ducks. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man. Very cool. Well, Wyatt, um, it was awesome talking to you. I'm glad you reached out and, um, you're able to kind of just share with us your youth group, um, and your whole like mission behind it. I think it's, uh, it's something that needs to be done and it's so cool that we're getting kids out there and, and doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. And all I can say is I'm really small. I wish I was bigger. I wish I more had had the time. So all I ask people is if you have a chance to take a kid out and get them hunting or something, just do it. Just yeah. take them out and, and grow the sport, you know, cause that's what we have to do. Yeah. Yeah. The only way we're going to be able to keep this stuff going is by, you know, getting our youth out there and the next generation needs to be, uh, needs to be um exposed to it you know and then let them make their decision whether or not they want to do it or not but they're not gonna be able to make that decision unless they go do it at least once exactly exactly well that's all for this week's episode of the western outdoor news podcast if you'd like to subscribe to western outdoor news head to wonews.com we've got some incredible deals going on and also we've got five dollars off your year digital subscription to western outdoor news and that is with promo code five off one f-i-v-e off w-o-n when you check out for the one year digital subscription to western outdoor news so that's it for this week's episode of the western outdoor news podcast we'll see you next week when we have a great episode talking to nick hyde and ben harvey murray about surf perch fishing These experts, they weigh in on how to target this species, and we answer some of your questions from social media. So we'll see you next week. Have a great weekend.